Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 83. Welcome back, Adamantimaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Episode number 83, also our second last episode of season number two. Uh, And then we're going to take a short one-month break, and we will be back into season three around the middle of January. And we promise we have some more delectable, juicy interviews. I shouldn't say juicy because that implies like some kind of drama or something. But we've got interesting, engaging Excellent conversations. More of them in 2020, season number three of the Adamantium podcast. But why wait until then? We have a fantastic interview for you today because we've got Juno award-winning singer-songwriter, much more than that, actress, filmmaker, charitable, uh, spokesperson, parent, you name it. We've got Chantal Kraviatuk on the podcast today. And this is a seasonally exceptional episode because Chantel uh, just released a Christmas album and we are less than two weeks away from Christmas. And I absolutely love Christmas, as you've heard me say before. So having a Christmas episode is awesome. Uh, I love holiday cheers. So it is more than welcome on the Adamantium podcast and happy to share it with you guys. Chantal's new album is called Christmas is a Way of Life, My Dear, and we talk all about it and the sentiment behind it and the making of it and who's involved. And you can see Chantal perform some of these Christmas songs over the next couple weeks leading up to Christmas. She's doing a handful of shows across Ontario, which you can find on her website, ChantalKreviacic.com. So with every music episode that we do, we always do an Adamantium Recommends segment, which I always feel a little bit ridiculous doing for very established artists. So instead, we'll call it Adam's Favorites. And uh, so here are five of my favorite Chantal Kravietzik songs. In no particular order, I would recommend the songs Surrounded, Before You, In This Life, All I Can Do, which is maybe my personal favorite, and her cover of John Denver's Leaving on a Jet Plane. So if you are not already familiar with Chantel's work, then those are five songs that are a great place to start. But I'm sure many of you are, if you're listening, are Chantel fans already. So those are my favorites. And uh, what are yours? If you are tuning in to the Adamantium podcast for the very first time today, first of all, thank you so much. We really appreciate every single listen uh, that goes into this podcast. We would absolutely love for you to tune in again and hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast platform you choose to get your podcasts. You can also follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast. We're on Instagram at the Adamantium, and we're on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. So enough from me for now. Let's introduce you to Chantal Kraviatsuk right here on the Adamantium podcast, episode number 83, and we will see you next week for our season finale episode. Have a great week, everyone, and enjoy. So we're here with Chantal Kravietzik. Thank you very much for joining me today. It's very nice of you. Actually, quick quick thing before we even get started. Actually, the first 
I thought I'd tell you the first interview I ever, ever did. Uh, it's about six six years ago. Oh. When I was really green. Was with your husband. Oh wow! Was with Rain. Yeah, wow. over the phone. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it was. I just started writing for this magazine. Okay. And it was the first one they ever sent me. So wow. I thought, yeah. That's really neat. Yeah. So here we are. Full circle. Six. Yes. Yes. So I think it was right as he released. We all get lighter. Ah. Mm-hmm. Are you sure that was more? Twenty thirteen. I think. Was we all get lighter in twenty thirteen? It was, the interview was around then. Okay, cool. So, but oh, I actually read it. I actually read it recently, and it still was a pretty, it was a good interview for. Oh, I'm for, happy. It was. Good. It was yeah. very good. I actually I submitted a portfolio to Rolling Stone, uh, a couple months ago, and I used it in that. Wow. So, yeah. So I was going through all my old stuff, and anyways, so here we are, six years later. Yeah. So. It's nice to meet you. You as well. You as well. Um, so um, this was. Uh, very busy year for you guys. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Not only there was a film and a project that you and Rain did together, yeah. and now a Christmas album uh-huh. as well, uh-huh. all in one year. Mm-hmm. So what um, what made you decide to put out a Christmas album this year? A combination of things. I had a weird daydream that I was going to write a holiday banger while I was okay. biking with my dad in the farm roads of Manitoba, random okay. in the spring, and I completely dismissed it. And then in the summer, um, I dropped the kids off at um, Camp Timberlane in Ontario and um, came home to plop my butt on the couch in Toronto. And uh, Rain was on tour, and I think he had the dog. I didn't have the dog even. I had full emptiness syndrome and was really mm-hmm. kind of sad even for a second. And I was talking to my dad, and he said, well, fly home, and we'll, we'll ride bikes. And okay. I was like, ooh, here it comes. Here comes my my banger Christmas song. I knew right then I was making yeah. a holiday album. And uh, sure enough, we went riding, and the song came while we were riding so in the farmland. So when was this? It was in July. It's in July. So can you, you don't, like, you can write a Christmas song in July? No problem. Like, it just, you don't have to... the, the, it, I just followed the gods sort of thing. I just right. followed the path. Okay. And, um, yeah, so this song popped out while we were riding bikes, and it was called Christmas is a Way of Life, My Dear. I just sort of follow the songwriting gods and um, had some fun with it. And then, yeah, by the time we were finished our, our bike ride, mm-hmm. there, was, there was the full Christmas song. And then I phoned the, the team, kind of Warner and agent, and I was like, I'm making a holiday album. Yeah. I just wrote this song. And, you know, once you have one song on an album that you know is like the flagship mm-hmm. of, of, the, uh, of the project, everything else is sort of like having a chorus and you're like yes I have a hit chorus now just write the verses like it's gonna be fine now yeah and I just felt like okay with this song I can definitely have a holiday album and that one was Christmas is a way, is a way of, of life, life my dear, dear. yeah mm-hmm. okay. and it was I think you know there's been a lot of sort of intense expansion and expression with the Moon vs. Sun movie mm-hmm. finally getting finished and being put out there and it was really exciting but, but there was and it's beautiful but I think it's also uh, it's heavy, um, and it was it was very courageous, mm-hmm. and it had a lot of like, you know, feelings and pain and labor and all that. So this was just like fun, right? And, you know, something a little more lighthearted. It was li- it ended the year, and I think um, lighthearted. And I, and and I, and I don't mean that everything ultimately should be fluffy and fluffy wins. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like we're, we we are all of those things. So I yeah. feel like. The spectrum was represented this year. Yeah, it's it's. I uh, you can after doing something so heavy, it's nice to just do yeah. something a little more fun. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so how did you decide what kind of mix there was going to be of, of cover songs or original? And how did you decide which which songs? You yeah. Know, there's so many no. amazing Christmas songs. It's. I think 
what I did was I just recorded the first ones I thought of. Okay. Because if I kept going down the list, I love them all. Right. So it would have been like the first one that went in, that's the one I did. Do you have a favorite Christmas song of all time? Well, my, my, my taste has changed from the process of making the album. Okay. Um, uh, I love Silent Night more than I thought that I did. Okay. Because of the arrangement mm-hmm. that, 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 that I made. Um, and I really love the Paul McCartney song. Um, Wonderful Christmas Wonderful Time. Christmas yeah. time. Um, the production that Paul, the production choices Paul made in the eighties mm-hmm. are interesting. I don't mind them. I can appreciate them, but like my husband, for example, that he didn't like those, those production choices. So, okay. it, so I really wanted to put on the album because also our 11 year old Sal loves that song. So I, t- I knew my approach was going to be like, make it about the song and make it about the production mm-hmm. and do it in my sort of style of playing. And then I thought, well, Rain will really like it. And hear the beauty in it when I put Sal on it. Right. So I asked Sal, hey Sal, because Sal loves that song. Okay. So I asked Sal if he wanted to sing on it. And he just was immediately like, yeah, right now? And I was like, yeah, come on in. We'll do it. So did, did Sal ever say, I would love to do something with you? Or did you, no, you suggested it? I just it? asked him. And okay, because he's natural. on a couple of the songs. Yeah, I wrote okay. him. And, so what happened was we did the duet. And he was like exceptional at the recording process. I mean, kid yeah. had like one can off, you know, one can off, one can on. He knew how to do harm stacks. He he knew how to work the mic. Um, he he had perfect pitch. I didn't have to show him anything. It was um, it was really amazing how how natural it was for him. And he just it was just super natural. And he just enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it. And it was a wonderful moment. And Rain came off the road for a weekend. Um, and uh, I uh, said, hey, you know, not as soon as he walked in the door, I let him like chill for a bit. And I was like, hey, you know, Sal and I, I played him the song. And he was just like, I think he may have teared up. And he said, well, you need to put more Sal on this yeah. album because it's so good. So we ended up writing a, I did a, like an original for yeah. Sal's voice called The Christmas Train. And I just think it's just heaven in a bottle. I don't know. It's, yeah. Yeah. And it's something special for sure. When you can, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Were the other kids jealous? Yeah. So, <laughs> so Rowan had an issue with it because historically Rowan's the, the producer, writer, okay. performer in the house. Okay. And, um, and Luke is a great player as well. Be- beautiful piano player and singer. So anyway, um, there was a little bit of jealousy, but there's not really jealousy yeah. with my kids. They were really happy for Sal and... I think I would have actually done a song with Ro, okay. but um, there was just no more time. You 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 have to deliver an album when it's right. a holiday album because otherwise, if you miss the you date, you want to wait a year. <laughs> yeah, you wait, and then, you know. And there were a couple of times. Are you sure we should? We can just put it out in twenty twenty. And I was like, no. Yeah. I already have another shel- uh, an album on the shelf right now. Okay. Um, so I was like, I can't have two albums on the shelf. This is right. insane. So. Well, so there's I mean, there's such a eclectic music taste between in your. Between yeah, the two of you yeah, alone, yeah. what what do you guys play in the house, and what do what well, do the kids like to listen to? If you to? ask Rain that question, he'd say, "Well, if it was Chantal's choice, there would probably be only jazz or only, you know, um, monks chanting or right. <laughs> non-lyrical. I love non-lyrical, non-lyric music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm very particular in my taste. I don't like going through the process." of listening to bad music to get to the good music. That's my problem. Okay. Like, I know there's good music, but I can't, like, cope with listening to everything to get to what I personally right. connect with. It's okay. painful. Because a lot of times it's like, in my head, I feel like 
I've heard it before mm-hmm. or I don't know. It's, it's tough. Um, and also like the way my brain is, you know, I like to shut it off. I like to shut, I love, I love quiet. Mm-hmm. I love silence a lot. So, um, I'm pretty particular about the music I listen to. Okay. But what about like, what's, but like, do you, guys, do you guys argue about who's playing oh, what in the house? I mean, or? we had an argument the other day because he was like, no, 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 that's a great song. Like he loves the, the King Princess song 1950. And I'm like, it's okay. Like okay. it's not killing me. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. But you know when there's a pop song and you just like go, oh my God. Like I remember the first time I heard the Dua Luca song, um, 10, like the song Rules or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is the most like amazing pop song. And it was done with the same guy I did my Britney track with. Okay. And of course it was because he's a genius and he's like, the best pop producer ever. Um, Ian Kirkpatrick and it's like I mean it's amazing but I don't know if everybody loves the Dua song I, yeah. I, I, or, or I like that one yeah. yeah but like I mean there'd be somebody else who'd be like yeah that's cool right but you can't get mad at somebody because no no know, right so I'm like why are you I'm like I'm not even having an argument about this it's, it's mm-hmm. like I just don't think it's that great like whatever right. love her Love her yes. voice, love her, love what she's doing, but that mm-hmm. wasn't my favorite song. Do you know what I mean? And then what about the kids? Do they take sides or do they play music in the house? If Rain and I fight over music, the kids are so funny. They go, okay, mom and dad, just just so you know, you're fighting over music, music right now. Right, and they yeah. make fun of us. It's pretty that's funny. funny. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, because that was always, I mean, that's always the, the time old is the parents always going, what is this crap, right? But... <laughs> It's a bit different in our yeah. house. It's yeah, well, I mean, that's... Yeah. yeah, my house was like that, too. My dad, I mean, my dad was... My parents, had. I think they had good taste in music, so... Good. Yeah, that's yeah. Great. I mean, then I think that's probably where I got it from, too. Right, so. yeah. But, you know, of course, growing up, I wanted to listen to the Backstreet Boys and the... Sure. <laughs> yeah. The Spice Girls and... Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a bit of that. Um, our kids like... Like... Sinatra. Wow. Yeah. 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 But that was that was me too. I liked my one of the first CDs I ever got was the Bee Gees Greatest Hits. Oh, that's good. That's what uh-huh. was my dad played in the house. So Yeah. yeah. Some of the Rolling stuff, Stones and some of the stuff our kids find, I don't even know how they find it. Mm-hmm. Um you know, like they'll find like Jethro Tull or something and mm-hmm. I'll just be like, What? But then my son plays the flute, so I'm like, Okay, I get it. But like just and then the neat thing about today and technology is the way you can go down a rabbit hole. So you can mm-hmm. you know, like if you love the civil if you love um uh, War on Drugs. Is that what it's called? War on yep. Drugs? Yeah, I love that band. Like, if you love War on Drugs, you're probably going to, you know, discover another band. I, um, I The first War on Drugs song I ever heard, I was like, is this Bruce Springsteen? I, I, felt, I felt like it was more like Roxy, uh, Roxy music. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I felt like they were really Roxy music yeah. heavy inspired. So. Yeah. yeah. It was Maybe it was just the one song, but I was like, this sounds like a... 70s Bruce Springsteen That's song. That's funny. Yeah. There's one recently for me, but it was... And then you know who he sounds like? He sounds like freaking um, producer of my second album. Exactly. Oh, um, really? Jay Joyce. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever listened huh. to any Jay Joyce? I haven't. Um, there's be a honest, song on the Reservoir Dogs soundtrack. Okay. It's It might be... I can find out for you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you listen to this guy's voice, you'll go, oh my God, they are the same freaking Interesting. Person. Okay. Yeah. Jay Joyce. Yeah, so uh, uh, Reservoir Dogs, let me... I was going to say I'll write it down, but it is re- it's recorded now. <laughs> yeah, you need to. Reservoir Dogs soundtrack. There was one for me, because I'm a huge uh, U2 fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, my, my family's yeah. Irish, so... Yeah. Um, but there's this band called Inhaler that uh, I, they just came up on my Spotify... It's and <laughs> so I listen. Yeah, it's it's like I'm like this sounds like an '80s U2 song, and it, as it came on, I'm like I have to look them up. Sure enough, it's Bono's kid, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just had so. the pleasure of listening to. Um, I just had the, the pleasure of listening to um, whose daughter the other day, and I was like, "Oh, Sting's daughter." Okay. My friend's producing her album, and it's like, she just sounds like Sting. Really? Like for real? Yeah. Wow. And wow. Sting's like so distinct. Yeah. This is it. Wait, wait until you hear his voice. This is Jay Joyce. Jay Joyce's voice. Yeah. Sound Reservoir Dogs. One of the greatest guitar players mm-hmm. that ever lived, for sure. Like has this is a twelve string. This would be yeah. Does sound like that. He has like this, all those layers, yeah. textures. Wow. <laughs> He's amazing. And my he, whole album, Color Moving and Still. Interesting he thing produced about, or? The interesting thing about my, my album, Color Moving Still, is I was such a dumb kid, and I'm sure he hates me, <laughs> because the reality was that on that album, I mean, that's a Jay Joyce album. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, I sing on it, and I, I obviously co-write the songs, and, and it's very me, but, uh, but the, the very unsung hero of that album is, is Jay. How did you, how did you guys get connected? You know, Mike Roth, who was my A&R person at Sony Canada okay. at the time, he found Jay and I've never asked him how. Um, but, uh, he was like, you know, I think this guy would be really good for you because he was such a brilliant guitarist. Right. And, and he thought, you know, like my, my first album, um, it, it, it had guitar on it, but it was like kind of classic guitar, mm-hmm. but Jay has a different thing. Um, you know, he he mostly works with Emily Harris now. That's oh, okay, name. yeah, yeah. He works with her a lot. Um, he produced one of my favorite albums too. By um, um, she's married to um, shit Robert Plant. Um, she's just insane. She's married to Robert Plant, uh-huh. or yeah. oh, okay. Um, I'll tell you her name. She's insane. Um, Patty Griffin. Oh yes, okay. I think Patty Griffin's married to to Robert Plant, isn't she? Patty Griffin. Married. Didn't they tour together? Yeah, she's married to Robert Plant. Okay. Yeah, so he did that album, Flaming yeah. Red, and I was in love with the album. That's how it happened. I was in love with okay. the album, Flaming Red, and I asked Mike to get a hold of that producer mm-hmm. um, because I think at that time I thought I was a singer, and now I look back, I've become a better singer. But I I wanted to work with a real like great artists producer that was my thinking mm-hmm. you know I don't know so but he was incredible wow. just utterly incredible yeah so like we were saying that's by listening to War on Drugs you're more likely to discover these artists that are so similar cool. it's like yeah. if you listen to Greta Van Fleet yeah. you're probably going to get into Led Zeppelin <laughs> yeah. yeah I think that one's criminal What's, what do you mean when I listen to Greta Van Fleet I'm you don't like them I just listen to it and all I hear is like is Zeppelin ripping. yeah but they're, I mean they're the, my, my argument for that is... It's not inspired, it's mimicking. You think so? Well, as an artist, it offends me. Oh, really? Yeah. The you first time so? I heard it, and Rain was like, really? Yeah. I was like, that's offensive to me. Really? But you're talking to something like, I hear everything. Like, by the time I was three, yeah. I could play anything back. Right. And I'm my brain is like, yeah. every I hear everything. Those okay. are actual, like... I think, though, they're still... One, I think they're still developing as artists, because they're, they're like 20 years old. Um, I mean, you can my, do it a lot of different ways. Like, they're, they're, the fact that they're 20... Yeah. It's impressive because it sort of means that it's keeping 
um, a genre. Yeah, that I mean that's my lot. biggest thing yeah. is when people say, "Oh, it sounds too much like Led Zeppelin." I'm like, well, when was when Led Zeppelin? Or what? Like, when was the last time Led Zeppelin put out a great album? It's been like thirty years. So, so what's wrong with more? Led, what's wrong with more new Led Zeppelin? So, yeah. but. I can see how, as an artist, you might be. But the thing but is, if someone put a painting on the wall. Everything, and right. It was, and it was a Van Gogh. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you looked at it and you were like, well, that's a Van Gogh. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, 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 it's this guy, it's, Joe Blow. Right. And you'd be like, but that's a Van Gogh. Right. That wouldn't be acceptable. What I love is that there is, and it's any publicity is good publicity for them, but there is that conversation about them whether you like them you don't like yeah, them yeah I guess sure yeah. I heard it and I was like, like turned it. off I really like, yeah it offended me I oh, was wow. like are you kidding me that's easy like, yeah, I, I think they're like... very talented musicians still too though and well then they should but... be a Led Zeppelin cover band okay yeah. that's fair yeah. yeah I don't know I just it kind of yeah heard, there's two sides it it's funny because mostly it's mostly artists who I are I usually like... don't feel like that yeah when I hear stuff and I hear people like oh she's obviously listened to a lot of blah 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 yeah yeah fine with it no I but this one I was like are you serious mm-hmm. right now? And it's funny because Rain was not offended by it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan, but it's it's funny. It's it's usually like artists. I, I remember ta- I it was on same this podcast. It was I think it was uh, John Karabi who same thing. He was crappy like, about it. Yeah, yeah. And it was like right as they came out, so I didn't even bring it up. But he was like, "Hey, I want to talk about this band." Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. It was like right as they by blew the way, up. By the way, yeah. for me, I wouldn't even ask to. To, to talk about it. Right, right, right. Like of course. Where, like, I'm offended. I need no, to talk no, about No, no, right. This. Of course. Of Does course. anybody think this sounds like I brought it up. I, yeah. I brought it up. It's yes. not like that. It's just I remember yeah. hearing it and just being like, I have no respect for that. Like, okay. that's just, okay. you know, nipped, like, done. Okay. Yeah. I, aren't I awful? Wow. No. <laughs> but, but truthfully. No, but I, that's the whole, what's I, wrong no, with having I mean, a discussion it's, about it's it? The end of the, but at the other, that's fully at the end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, like, other things I could totally hear how they're inspired by something. And I wouldn't even... Do you think it's too close? Or, it's too close. It's too it's close. Just too close. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Um, before we move on, going back to... Like, why don't they just this, go, ah! Yeah. <laughs> they do in some songs. <laughs> They're similar. <laughs> yeah. Just they do it do. already. Have you listened to the album? Um, I think I did yeah, skip through a little time. bit yeah. just to see what was going on. If it was a one-off yeah. and it's like, nope, this is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's happening. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I, I'm a big fan of the holidays myself. Yeah, so lovely. Yeah, I, I understand the sentiment behind yeah. Christmas is a way of life. Yeah, good. But what, yeah. I want to, like, in your words, yeah. what does that sentiment mean to you? Well, you know, I feel something happening in my own spirit um, in, in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing that um, it, it's, there's, a, there's a really interesting micro and macro thing mm-hmm. in my in my opinion okay um in life um with regard to to time and progress and growth and expansion and and so you know you know when when, when for example dr sam nutt who's the co-founder of, of war child came up to me and introduced herself for the first time when i was doing a much music video she said you know she wanted to challenge me what was my idea of of um of being, um, you know, uh, charitable mm-hmm. or, or, or how did I feel like I could connect with others? And, and mm-hmm. I'm sort of like, well, what do you mean? You know? <laughs> and she said, well, you know, do you like being involved on the local level or do you like, you know, are you the one who would take the, uh, you know, books to the book sale or, mm-hmm. or, or, or do you like seeing change made on, on a more global level? And I sort of felt like I liked all of it. 
Mm-hmm. I did. I can remember in that moment going, oh, yeah, I like all of that. Mm-hmm. I, I love how that sounds. And I and I here we are twenty years later, and I have been to to some of the um, to visit some of the places in the world that are presenting the most challenges um, with regard to war and aid. And um, the thing is, I still have in my heart. I'm the same girl. I still appreciate the mom when I'm off flying to the Middle East mm-hmm. and and making a documentary or you know sitting in IDP camps or what have you. I still appreciate the mom who brought the team dinner for the basketball team before mm. the game or that um, volunteered to, to clean um, the, the tables in the, in the, in the, in the church um, parish hall, mm-hmm. you know, um, do the laundry or whatever. It all matters, mm-hmm. right? So my thing is, and I'm trying to raise the kids that, you know, you don't get to be one guy. You gotta pick the guy you want to be. Mm-hmm. Pick him. I don't care if you want to be. What you want to be a jerk and you want to be a pit bull and you know what? But but let's let's call it what it is and let's mm-hmm. be that guy. Because don't don't be Eddie Haskell and over here. Right. You know, okay. You know. Um, I, I I I don't I don't like that. I I, I like um, the idea of being true blue and mm-hmm. um, you you start to connect the dots, you know. And so for me, Christmas is a way of life. Really reflects my feeling that you don't get to um, be nice and charitable in December mm-hmm. and remember people and others suffering or forgive people in December um, or make peace at mm-hmm. Christmas. Um, and then, like, you know, gloves are off and, and, right. and the rest of the year, you know, it, it's, it's, it's all of it. It's mm-hmm. all of it. And so um, my, my little theme phrase is that love is slow. Um, and the only way to 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 achieve some of um, you know um, embodying some of these values is to slow down. So mm-hmm. you don't maybe get 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 to win everything, and you don't get to be the best at everything. You don't get mm-hmm. all the awards and all the you know um, guarantees, maybe. Um, but that's what love looks like. It it it's it's something that um, it's it. It's, it can be molasses, and mm-hmm. that's okay. And, mm-hmm. and so, I don't know. I'm um, I'm interested in war mentality, um, and I see that uh, stopping cycles, it apply, all the rules apply in the war field the same as they apply in the interactions at home with our partners and our children, um, and in our offices and and uh, where where we go. Mm-hmm. So. Saying, being able to actually say Christmas is a way of life, my dear. There is something magical that happens yeah. at Christmas in the community, um, and and I just wanted uh, to to put that in the title. It's it's a way of being. I love I love the sentiment. Thank you. Um, I appreciate I did, you noticing that. And of course, and I and uh, I mean I love everything. It's something I talked to Rain about six years ago sure. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was what I wanted to ask you about is what um, kind of charitable opportunities you're working with at the moment mm-hmm. and if there's yeah. something our listeners can mm-hmm. go to mm-hmm. or or check yeah. out at the time yeah so um you know i continue to be pretty pretty uh committed to um the programs that war child is um uh both creating and continuing to run um trying to get into yemen i guess right now and we've had a great um uh, uh, 
success in um, Eastern Congo in the uh, girls' education. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Uganda, same. Some, there's an education program there. Um, been in Iraq, been in Iraqi Kurdistan now for a couple of years. Great program there. Um, Syrian refugee program in Jordan, which I've also visited, and um, is is phenomenal. People have gone through through the program and are now volunteering when it's over and they don't have to go any, anymore. They are still there and, mm-hmm. and showing up on a different level. It's incredible. And um, so that was amazing to see. Um, and then, of course, they've been um, in Afghanistan for a really long time. So um, I, I love War Child a lot because for me, I, I really take it to heart that it's, it's become like it's it is my walking classroom to be an ambassador for for War Child. I think I learn a lot about um, about um, the human condition um, from from participating, and it's, it's it really is a passion. But again, you know, anytime I see opportunities for cycles mm-hmm. to, to be disrupted, that's that's definitely a charity that I'm interested in. So okay. that's why I, I, I see uh, similar opportunities um, and reflections in, in, in recovery. If any, anybody listening, you know, you can help uh, volunteering for the homeless. You can help donating for, you know, recovery centers and women's shelters. And um, women's shelters really interest me because as soon as a woman takes the, um, sometimes they're forced to, but, but in other situations where they finally leave mm-hmm. a bad situation, that's the beginning of stopping a cycle. Mm-hmm. Some, one thing has to change, right, in war. One mm-hmm. thing. And um, so that really excites me because it's like literally it's like a shelter. It's a place that actually embodies that value that, mm-hmm. you know, you stop a cycle when one thing changes. Well, you've actually changed the location, you know, like that's huge. Yeah. So, and you know, any, any rehabilitation centers, um, long-term, uh, care for, for brain healing, mm-hmm. something I'm passionate about. I'm very passionate about the brain. I'm very passionate about communications and, and nonviolence, nonviolent communication. Yeah. And we, when we have mental illness, we, 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 we stabilize people's medications, but often it's something that needs to change in, in the environment, in mm-hmm. the dynamic mm-hmm. of the environment where they live. And um, that can be really hard to disrupt. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And, and helping, like you said, all year round, not just at the holidays. Oh, yeah. And we can help in so many ways. Like, honestly, for some people, is this a very PG show or where does this No, you can say whatever you want. Honestly, for for a lot of people, like, the challenge would be, like, just don't be a dick. Yeah. Really. Like, it's as simple as that. Like, charity is not, it's it's all about, like, challenging yourself, Mm -hmm. right? And and putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. Yeah. And you you expanding from, from putting yourself out there. And, you know, for some people that is, like... That's holding babies at the border. Mm-hmm. For some people, that's you know, um, you know, uh, being foster parents to to rescue dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like ah, my, my apartment, I can't handle pee all over my apartment. Well, you know what? But you're you're helping uh, a, a, an innocent animal, a mm-hmm. helpless animal. Um, so trading yourself off mm-hmm. for the betterment of someone else, right? Yeah. Service, and it and it and it's helpful. It's helpful to your own brain health and your own spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we rehabilitate other people, what do we do? 
we ask them to serve. Mm -hmm. That's part of a 12 step program, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And long term uh, recovery centers, they require that you move up the ladder. You become a mentor, you become a servant. Mm -hmm. Um, As you grow stronger, it's sort like of paying more, it forward or giving it You are. Yeah. The more empowered you are, the more mm-hmm. you are expected to pay it forward. Mm-hmm. So I think that should be a value in the whole world where, where we're not being necessarily policed, mm-hmm. but we should police ourselves right. into that value. Very good wording. Yeah, you know? So. <laughs> um, but that's where being married to Rain has been amazing for me because you know, we were with each other from the beginning of our mm-hmm. careers. I think it's, it's hard for people who gain momentum in their power alone. Mm-hmm. And then you meet someone, they maybe aren't your equal and then you don't have someone. I see a lot of that. And that's a little, like, that's a bit of a bummer. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of that. Um, and I'm really grateful that, you know, in our house, like I'm uh, there, nobody's better than the other, mm-hmm. um, we sort of have gone through it all together and see each other truly as each other's equal. Um, we are equally frightened of each other. No. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, so that's been really helpful, I think, for Rain and I to develop and and to really live our best uh, lives. Great, great. And just to, because I know we're running out of time here, but just to wrap things up, I mean, this year was several huge projects. What? Do we have in store for 2020? You know what? Or is, do you have a New Year's resolution? Yeah, no, yeah. You know what? I feel like what's super cool is I feel really liberated on an artistic level right now. Okay. I don't feel like I, there are confines, and it's it's a result of the era we're in. Mm-hmm. It used to be you put an album out, and you do the rounds, and you had 13 songs, mm-hmm. and it took two or three years if you're touring it, and on and on and on. And now I just feel like no, if I'm feeling it, write it, put it out, and um, I have a really supportive label to do that so like I have an album on the shelf right now I'm hoping to drop it drop early it. Okay. early you know 2020 mm-hmm. and then of course um, I'm really interested in developing Moon vs. Sun further and further seeing where that right. goes I'm really excited about the impact it's having on, on people's lives mm-hmm. um, you know every day Rain and I receive just the most phenomenal responses to our film called I'm Gonna Break Your Heart mm-hmm. um, and um, where where can we find you know, so far I'm it's it's Crave and HBO, okay. but it's on the seatbacks of the Air Canada Entertainment oh, okay. system. So yeah. people are watching it as they're traveling all over the world, yeah. and that's been very moving. You know, like I mean, just the craziest, craziest um, notes. Uh, you know, I got one. The lady said that her husband watched the film, and he wrote her a letter, and he said, "I just watched this movie, and I can't stop crying. I'm going to cry." He couldn't stop crying because he he saw himself mm, and he realized that he like he gained his self-awareness in that moment wow. yeah so um there's a really neat little uh pebble in the ocean going on uh the 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 ocean of love and communications mm-hmm. and partnership that i'm really proud rain and i um i must be getting pms because i'm starting to feel a little emotional talking about it. but i am it's been a powerful year yeah well you know it's that message is something we need, especially, I mean, you can say it any year, but I feel in this mm-hmm. you part know, of time that is needed. Yeah, it is. And, and, you, and, and you just, you just, you just triggered the thought, Dr. John, uh, the coach in, the marriage coach in our film, he says these, pow- first of all, he says like four powerful things that are almost all any of us needed to okay. live by. Yeah. And then like, life would be good. Yeah. There's a lot of great stuff that happens, but he really does. Uh, the editing is amazing. Um, 
And one of the things that he says, even separate to, to, to the, to the um, specific you know, directives, if you will, that come mm-hmm. out of the film, he says, um, you're in, but, you're, but you're in her, but she's in your care. We're mm-hmm. in each other's care. We're in each other's care. Mm-hmm. Like on the micro, what that means at home to be in each other's care um, is so powerful. Mm-hmm. But in, in the macro, we're in each other's care. Like we act like there's several planets going on, and mm-hmm. then, you know, but there's That's no, not, we're no. actually all like in each other's care. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that's one of the things that I love so much about that project is that it really does bring that to light. Excellent. Well, I think that's a beautiful sentiment to wrap things up on. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. That's my pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.